0: Loaded Bases, episode 19. Super excited for this one. So you know what? This guest needs no introduction. So we're going to jump right into this one. Loaded Bases, Dave Sims. How's it going? Doing well, doing well. Um, I'm in Seattle. Uh,
1: Because of uh, COVID-19, my wife didn't come out with this 60-day season. So she's back in New York with the kids and the grandkids. So I'm here right now and I am maxing out my time and maxing out the weather right now with baseball done for us. Oh yeah. I played golf today six times in 8 days, a personal best.
0: Wow. Yeah. Not bad.
1: Yeah, 6 times in 8 days I was like.
0: <clears throat> I'd say like all the anxiety like of the season is done, so now you can just golf away and just
1: Yeah, you know, and there's nothing else there's, you know, there's not a heck of a lot else you can do, I mean yeah. in terms of like you can't go to movies. I mean, I nope. go for a walk. I ride my Peloton. And I do my workouts. Uh, you know, I'm watching. You know, I'm watching all the game, watching the playoffs, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, and I gotta because of uh, well, there, there's a one particular reason. I I have to stay here till December because of uh, uh, what do you call it uh, residency requirements.
0: Oh, really? Makes
1: it a state of, state of New York. And they're not cutting anybody any breaks. I'm an official Washington resident, but you know, I spend a lot of time in New yeah. York. Yeah. And, but if I, if I were to come back, I'd be looking at a huge tax nut, so it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, no, I would rather, I mean, like if I was in, like in your case, I would just do what I can.
1: So I'm, I'm rooting for good weather through, I don't know, maybe uh, all of November.
0: <laughs> hey, in Seattle, it's probably about a 100% chance of rain, and but it's... I mean, there are some good sunny days up there, though. Oh, there's
1: no question. I'm ready to take advantage of them. I mean, it's like I was talking golf with a buddy yesterday, who, who covers uh, the golf scene, and he said golf nationwide, for obvious reasons, is up forty percent.
0: Oh, oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
1: You know, so guys like me and retired guys, and you know, they want to get or, or you know anybody who's maybe out of a job and or, yeah. or has has more time it's great and it's competitive and you know I, I'm, I'm i'm slowly making improvements yeah <laughs> but i'm having a good time doing it well
0: that's good yeah no i i can't i can't hit a golf ball straight to save my life
1: practice 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 hey
0: it is all the front elbow and baseball kind of Sweet yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a
1: former one. baseball player. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Every now and then you get tired, and mentally or physically tired, and all of a sudden the baseball suite comes back. And says, this isn't the time or place. What are you doing?
0: Oh, exactly. So so have you always wanted to be in uh, sports commentating? And then oh, heck at, yeah. at, I mean, I was sports
1: commentating when I was playing dice baseball games, electric football games. Uh, you know, I had a couple of friends, I older guys that, one, one guy in particular is a couple of years older than I I was, uh, and I, uh, I was big for my age. So I was put when I was like nine, eight, nine, I was playing with 11 and 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. And this guy, it was really cool. He could, he would, we'd, we'd, we'd be playing stickball or something and he could be bright. Yeah. And he's pitching and everything. So I, I took a shine to that. And I knew, you know, I know I wanted to get into, uh, I mean, I was a jock all my life. All the way, mm-hmm. I played through freshman, sophomore year uh, of college. I played baseball two years, football one. But I knew this. I knew, you know, in being in sports media is what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. So what was what was kind of the route that you took, like for that?
1: Well, it's um, it's not something that can really be duplicated. I mean, I started yeah. out as a newspaper guy. I actually, I started in college after I finished. I did that football year. I did, I was in the radio station all the time. I mean, I did news, I did, I did jazz shows, I did rock and roll shows, I did sports talk shows, I wrote for the newspaper, and then uh, a life-changing event, got an internship at the Philadelphia Inquirer, I'm from Philly originally, and got an internship in '70, summer of 73. And it was one of those, hey kid, do you know anything about soccer? No, yeah, not, yeah, a little bit, not, not much. What are you gonna learn? We have a new team. The expansion team, the Philadelphia Adams of the North American Soccer League. That's your beat for this summer. Good. Like, and I learned. <laughs> Got to learn quick. And, yeah. I learned, and you know, I threw me in the deep end, swim out, and it turns out it was a very good team, and they went all the way to the championship and won the championship. Oh like wow! The first professional road trip going to Dallas, Texas, to cover that championship game. That would have been probably in uh, mid August of seventy three. And then uh, I did a bunch of other things when I wasn't doing soccer, mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and that was part of an internship program, one of about 14 kids. And the sports editor, bless his heart, Tim Kelly, he said, listen, you've done a hell of a job. We really like you. We're not having that this uh, major you know, 14, 15 uh, kid program that was throughout the newspaper. Mm-hmm. He said, we'd love to have you back in sports next year. Do you want to come back? I said, hell yeah, yeah, let's do it. Just- <laughs> It came back and did more soccer and did some Philly – actually got to cover some Phillies games, at bylines. Um, did some Eagles camp stories. I got to – I met – I mean, guys who became friends later on in life. I mean, I think that first year I did a story at Jim Valvano, who was an unknown coach at Bucknell University. And it becomes one of the most storied, you know, coaches in the history yeah. of And And then from there, you know, I ended up at the Daily News in New York. Mm-hmm. And I did that for seven years and made just – you know, invaluable contacts, connections. People got to see me, hear me, and and uh, you know that was for seven. That was for seven years. And then the t- TV, you know, cable TV exploded like seventy,
0: seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty. See, that was
1: and way my time. Yeah, well, Lincoln was before your time. You know about him. <laughs> um, um, and that they were looking for people who could write, you mm-hmm. could be on camera. And I, I went up being a, an anchor at Satellite News Channel, which is now Headline News. And you know that started my TV career, and you know here I am.
0: Yeah. So how so how did you make your way up to Seattle? How did that whole thing? I started doing Temple University football. I was at WFAN, the first mm-hmm. all-sports
1: station. And I got there two years. I had had my own show at WNBC Radio in New York. And fifth was it? Uh, we were 40... Forty-four states, Clear Channel, fifty thousand watts at night, and I was on wow. seven thirty to midnight when there were no games on. Mike Green was my producer, and now Mike Green's a Hall of Fame basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um And that radio, uh, that job led me. I wound up getting the Temple University radio job, and a few months later, I got the I got the ESPN, and I stayed there for like 15, 16 years, and I was doing uh, uh, baseball at ESPN. So it was like. Here, a step back, two steps yeah. up. It was one of those kind of deals. And ESPN, I, I did some baseball, 93, 94. I think I did a game. No, I wasn't told that. Oh, I was doing some baseball with them in 03, 04-ish, and I did a game in Seattle. Turned out that was the tape I used to get the uh, – that got me the uh, mariner job. But it was a progression. I mean, ESPN. Yeah. And I did one radio. I was a news anchor at the CBS and O in New York, WCBS. I've done all kinds of things. And
0: yeah.
1: Doing a show with uh, Coach K, 15th year doing that. How so, How I'm is that?
0: World. How is that like working, I guess, alongside like one of the greatest coaches?
1: Well, you know, we, we, we know each other from my newspaper days when he was at Army. And I was covering college,
0: oh wow. college.
1: Yeah. I was president for a year, two years, the college, the local college basketball writers. We had a weekly luncheons. We'd had a year-ender dinner, a fundraiser. And I got to know Mike, I mean, that's, yeah, that's 1977, 78. And this, we started this show, so, uh, 20, uh, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we've become friends over years and, you know, I've gone down there and done media coaching for his guys. Uh, my wife and I, when we did that, uh, we had that business working. So, you know, how I got here in Seattle, uh, the guys now, my boss was the marketing guy. I went to school with my brother-in-law and I had done some mining <laughs> for him when they were in Syracuse in the late eighties. You know, it's, it's all about connections it's all about
0: that is what I'm learning this you, whole you have interview. to get your
1: name and your 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 material you got to get it out to producers marketing people yep. executive i mean that's you know it's one thing to connect with another announcer but you know another announcer can recommend you yeah but in terms of making it happen you need to meet meet producers and executive producers and stuff like that
0: yeah it's 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 a big well, it's a learning curve. I mean, because like, I'll send out multiple messages like, by out to guys, and I mean, I'll get one or two responses, and then... But,
1: but that's pretty good, too. If you're sending out <clears throat> <excuse> me, <clears throat> a, a lot of volume of uh, you know, reaching out to people, and you get one or two, that's pretty good, because the, our industry and in sports media, everybody wants to do it. Yep, and I hear from—I mean, I've—I've mentored a couple, three guys. Mm. Uh, one guy in Idaho, another guy in California, another guy in Missouri, uh, and and a couple of guys who've gotten jobs. You know, they've asked for advice. I've critiqued their tapes. There's a guy who's got a job down in Florida doing some baseball. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough business, and once you get in, you know, you just have to sustain it and just. And, and just keep, keep grinding.
0: Man. Yeah, that, yeah. I think grinding is an understatement of trying to get into the sports media industry.
1: Yeah, and, and take the smallest job and, and treat it like it's the seventh game of the World yep. Series. And, you know, I always, I always use the Joe DiMaggio line, Joe, why do you play so hard all the time, you know, while somebody, somebody's seeing me for the first time. And I, I read that quote, i never yeah. And it's so true. And and that's, you got to treat every broadcast like that. Well, that's the way I treat it. Like like it's your last, you know, you you couldn't be more excited being there. Come on into the tent. We want you to enjoy the show, you know, that whole thing. So I think that's my deal.
0: So yeah. So your, so your first year in Seattle, that was in 2007. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So uh, June 2nd, 2007, that was my very first Mariners game.
1: Okay. Oh, you you came to the first.
0: Yes. Oh, that was my very first game it was uh mariners and who else was it uh texas rangers sounds right and it was yeah jj puts uh came in closed the game and that month he was pitcher of the month
1: yeah he had a great year i was it's funny i was just looking at his numbers the other day yeah uh, i already hit 40 saves thereabouts uh called them you know they would play uh thunderstruck by acdc yes they had a nice mix they put a nice mix of that and it was really good you know the ninth night here comes the big guy jj puts yeah, yes good dude too really good dude
0: oh for sure so what was your favorite moment that you have broadcasted live
1: for, for the mariners or, or in general
0: uh let's let's do both okay so let's do the mariners first um home out the um
1: Perfect game by Felix. Oh, yeah. No, no brainer. No, I mean, you know, I think twice about that. Second one was uh, game 161. The hell year was that? Was that 16, 14? Yeah, it must have been 16 because Nelly was still here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he had a homerun, a the game in the seventh inning, in a back-and-forth game with the A's. If we win, uh, we go to the, we go to Sunday with a chance to yep. uh, win that game and get in the playoffs. And I might've been, I think I might've been more amped on that home run that he hit than I was for the, uh, for one moment for, you know, yeah. the, the Felix game, particularly this, from the second half on that was just like the energy was unbelievable. Oh
0: for yeah.
1: moment though, that Nelly home run did it for me. I mean, I just, uh, one of my sons was there and says, man, I've seen you hop, hopped up before. But I <laughs> and I, I, somebody sent that to me recently on Twitter and it was, man, it was so exciting. And, it was a back and forth game. We we're down. Then okay. tied it. The A's came back. They went ahead, and Ben Gamble tied it again, and we eventually lost the game. But that that was a big moment. And I've done a bunch of. Uh, I did a AFC Championship game where Brady at home beat Baltimore, and the Baltimore. Oh God, Baltimore. Uh, Joe Flacco hit the tight end on oh, that. Oh yes, Ray Corner, dude, dude from Wisconsin. And, and that I remember be, the dude was from Wisconsin because my, my youngest son is a Wisconsin graduate. Oh, wow. I remember being so bummed because that guy had, had <laughs> such a good, good year. And then uh, I think – and they had missed a field goal that could have won it, I think, in overtime. I, I am in mean, regulation, and it got in overtime, that dude dropped the ball. So that one, there was another one where um, another AFC championship oh, game. Oh, yeah, that burned. was
0: uh, – uh, Say, because – so I had a buddy who's a Ravens fan, right? And, and then, oh, he'll remember and then that. yeah. And the very next day after a missed field goal, like for the win, yeah, That he <laughs> distraught. Yeah, I'm trying I remember to remember that one. Was
1: it, was it? It was a good kicker too. It had a great year and had a great career. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done. I would have. I've done seven conference uh, NFC AFC championship games, and you know, I've done. Uh, uh, the other one I always talk about was 06, George Mason beats uh, Connecticut, the number one seed in the East. That was in uh, D.C. That was that was tremendous. So I, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of games. We've had some big Mariner games, some big Mariner wins, some big m- moments. Uh, uh, Iwakuma's no-no.
0: Yep. Um, Ooh, I actually uh, – so uh, that was back in 2016?
1: Um, let me think. I th- uh, the feelings was 2012. I think
0: uh, Kuma was. It was either seventeen uh, pretty, or sixteen.
1: I think it was sixteen because it was like feel, it was. Felix was August twelfth of twenty twelve, and I think it was August twelfth of twenty fifteen, something like that. But yeah, that that was a big one. I remember uh, Austin Jackson caught the last out. Zunit, not know Seeger made a heck of a catch in foul territory, running hard towards the, the sidewall and made a great catch.
0: So, yeah, I yeah. so I thought I bought tickets to that game but I clicked the wrong date yeah. and then and then all of a sudden I'm watching the game on TV and there's a no no
1: yeah that was not so that was good <laughs> so I've had one. I've had the Felix Perfecto yep. the Kuma no no the six pitcher no no there's another, I think there's another one in there somewhere but the, oh we got, well, we got no hit down in, in Anaheim last year, year before last so I've had my share of those yeah um, and a lot, I have a lot of great moments in doing big East basketball, Atlantic 10 basketball. I was side. I was what the court courtside host at the final four on national radio for years. I did 16, 17 years of NFL. And wow. Radio. I got nothing to complain
0: about. Oh yeah. No, you. So according to this, you did, uh, what is it? You've done two perfect games.
1: Yeah. The Umber game against us in April of, of 2012. And it feels like yeah. 12, yeah, yeah, that was the the UMBER game. Yeah, he was an unheralded pitcher. He had been, a, I think, he had washed out with the Mets. Ends up with the White Sox, and uh, that game was only broadcast. It was a B-Net game, so it was only seen in Seattle and Chicago, greater Chicago area. And then uh, they came to us in the ninth inning, and, and that was it was weird because you know it was against my team, and I just you know played down in the middle, mm-hmm. and then. When Felix throws his, that was just all out fandom, you
0: know. According to the internet, it says uh, you are a believer in telling the audience when a pitcher is throwing a no no.
1: Absolutely. I mean it's not you know, we're broadcasting, we're not keeping secrets here. Yeah. And telling the story. It's telling a story. You know, Tim McCarver, and he told me I'll never forget this. We were in Chicago and he came in and was a, so it must have been a Friday, obviously, and they had the next they had the next day on, on national TV, and, and I see McCarver, and I've been a big fan of his as a player and a broadcast. He says, hey, Dave, boy, man, we're talking. He said, hey, what's this about you and no hitter?" <laughs> I'm, I'm, I went like, oh, oh okay, we're going we're gonna to go there. He says, I'm glad you did it. Good for you. He says, let me tell you a quick story. I come home from doing a game one time, turn on the TV, throw my bags down, and, you know, the game's gone along, mm-hmm. and then I come back three, like – 20 minutes later, the game's in the eighth inning, and the guy finally says, so-and-so's got a no-hair going. Well, if I knew that when I turned the TV on, I'd have sat there and watched the entire thing. It's not about yeah. keeping secrets, And that whole thing about, it jinx my ass. Uh, you know, players, that's how they operate. In yeah. the that has nothing to do with me. And True. when I have people like Vin Scully, Dave Niehaus, Marty Brenneman, uh, and oh God, just a host of other guys, that say, hey, do your job, call the game. Duh.
0: I mean, if they say it, those are pretty reputable guys to yeah take take advice from. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I
1: mean, if you're telling the story. I mean, you you want more people? To, you you know? Hey, I I I've said it. I think one of the no nos. I think it might have been Kuma. I said, hey, call your friends and family. You Kuma's got a no no going into the seventh. They want to yeah. watch this.
0: See, I mean, like me. So, so I was a pitcher growing up. So it's 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 kind of like I don't know. I mean, like I'm very superstitious, like when it comes to baseball. I mean, but but that's just the nature of the game.
1: That's one of the traditions that has been yeah. passed down over the years, and I get it. Yeah. Uh, and if I were if I were a player if I were a player and I were to dug dugout, I'd like, hey, I'd do the same thing. I'd stay away from the pitcher. Wouldn't say anything.
0: Oh, but yeah. I
1: mean, you know, I'm broadcasting to, a you know, a whole quadrant of the country. That is and true. these days, you know, you can get, you might as well call it a national broadcast because you can watch it on your iPad, your iPhone, your computer, you know, if people who have the MLB package. Unless you're have it on the, uh, you up know. here.
0: The, I mean, that's the yeah, one part. Yeah, I don't like the blackouts. That's those parts. Like when I'm up here and I'm trying to watch the Mariners game, like on my phone. I can't watch it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They need to lift that.
0: Yeah, it's – it's. I do not agree with that one. Well, so in, in uh, 2018, uh, I lived down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, like for the year. And I would – so with the whole time difference, I mean, I would be watching Mariners games until 1 a.m.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I remember one time we had a game. I don't know what was it. White's and that was a Sunday day game. There was one time we, we went into extra innings. And we were playing at, let's see, game started at 7. Honest to God, I think we were playing at like 12, 12, 30, 1 o'clock our time. And
0: yeah. And we had fans yeah. in
1: Britain who I communicate with. And uh-huh. we were getting, we were getting uh, tweets, Hey, nice to wake up and see Mariner baseball at 7 o'clock in the morning in Great Britain. <laughs> and people were right from Australia. Uh, somebody wrote from Stockholm and somebody from Madrid. And I was wow. like... All these, all these Americans, in it are waking up. Oh my God! There's a baseball game. It's still live.
0: You know, yeah,
1: like ten thousand miles away. That's pretty wild. That,
0: that's how, like, so when, uh, so when MLB plays over in like London and like all those other places, I, I will wake up at two a.m. to watch the games just because it's, it's so, it's, it, it's cool. Like, I mean, it's at home, man. Oh yeah, for sure. What, who, who would you say would be the most or your most favorite commentator that you have worked with alongside?
1: Oh, Bill Raftery. Not even close. Bill Raftery.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: Jay Billis. Well, both, uh, the, both of them are very knowledgeable, very enthusiastic. They're well-prepared. They're passionate mm. about what they do. Um, Dickie V, done games with him. James Lofton, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, oh, Jack Ham, pro football mm-hmm. hall of famer. Um, oh God, I've worked. I've literally worked with hundred guys. You can
0: back. Go list, just list. Them. I did one. That's, I did wow. one
1: NBA game with uh, Walt Frazier on. Was that, that? was on radio. That was that was great. Um, at the late John Thompson, I did. Uh, I did the East Regional Final. His son's Georgetown team against North Carolina. Did wow. another game with him the year after Maryland won the NCAA tournament. And they uh, drew – Oh, uh, what was that dude's name? Drew something. He had a shot down. We were we were in Raleigh. No, 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 that was in Nashville. That's right. It was in Nashville. And he beat UNC Wilmington coming down. I'll never forget it. He came left to right right in front of us. And Coach Thompson, he's going to hit it. He's going to hit it. I said, drew, down the sideline at the right, right corner. He yeah, hey, Maryland wins. And, David, I told you. I told you he was going to hit it. <laughs> Those those guys jump out, man. Those guys um uh they really jump out of me. Mm-hmm. Just treats the work with.
0: So like when you're first getting into the sports media industry, who who would be that one of the first people that you met that you were just like, holy crap, like this is so and so. Yeah, I had already you. sort of
1: gotten over that. I think after my internship I started meeting a lot of guys mm. and definitely uh in I guess the first few years, first five years, when I was a, a sports writer, so, I you know not that I went like all giddy and whatnot. I, yeah.
0: You
1: know, but you do come away meeting a lot of dudes going, "Wow, that's pretty cool. This is yeah, that's freaking Jack Nicholas. That was Frank Gifford. You know, that was that was a mod That's uh, uh, I mean, before, you know, I interviewed uh, who did I, interview? I Interviewed Bart Starr one time. Oh wow. TV show. We, we used to simulcast my my WMBC radio show mm-hmm. and we do it on the ninth floor at Madison Square Garden after Nick games. And, I mean, I, I've, I've interviewed all of the great centers of my era. Uh, I have picture. I have a picture with Wilt, Russ, Kareem, and Bill Walton. And wow. Wilt Chamberlain doing an interview with Wilt Chamberlain was just. I did two interviews with him, and what a just a delightful guy. Yeah. Uh, just full of life and funny and yeah, just a big heart. Um, oh, it, they're, they're, I've been lucky, man. I, I've met just about, you know, I think the only guy of my, particularly of my youth, heroes, uh, sports heroes of my youth, that I haven't met is Sandy Koufax. Uh, oh, I interviewed right. Bob Gibson on radio. I, I met Lou Brock, was here at our ballpark a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Drysdale May. I mean uh, Willie May. Hey, Willie. Hey, my boy. Uh Willie Mays, Bill White, Hank Aaron. Uh, I mean, I can uh, Billy White.
0: Amazing ball players. Yeah. Uh, can, wow. Uh,
1: um, Steve Carlton. Uh I mentioned Drysdale. Yeah, I I've I've been real lucky. Wow. White oh Whitey Ford got it. Whitey Whitey's still with us, but not, not yep. with us. And he just delightful, funny guy. Yeah. Mantle, of course, I, I we had we used to do a show when we were doing the WNBC show. We like I said, we cybercast on uh, MSG Network, Madison Square Garden Network. Mm-hmm. And during the summers, we started summer of eighty six. It was eighty six. It was eighty six. And I think that next year, within like two months, we had Maze on one show. We had grown men bringing their kids and we had a live audience. We had um, grown men had, you know, they, they, they got tickets, you know, first come first serve, brought their kids and Willie Mays came in room and grown men were crying. Same thing. (laughs) It was great. It was unbelievable. I mean, that's how big those guys were.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I mean like to this day, like they are still seen as like absolute legends. I mean, yeah. like if there was... They set
1: the bar very high, my man. They set the bar very high. Oh, yeah, <laughs> early.
0: Well, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, like, is this, or I guess, like, me interviewing you, like, I, I, I think this would be considered one of those moments for me. Well, I mean, like, oh, I mean, because I've listened to you and, like, watched you for 10-plus years.
1: Yeah, as, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I know I'm awesome. going to year 15. Yeah. And, and I've reached that stage where I'm, I, I hear that a lot. I was with somebody the other day. Uh, oh, we're on a golf course, and I say, "Hey, I'm a big fan for a long time, you know." And yeah. this guy, probably, you know, guy, probably about your age. Um, yeah, I still, well, I still get like that when I
0: talk to Mr. Scully because mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, was. that'd be amazing.
1: Um, you know, I'm very friendly with uh, uh, Marty Bredeman, you know, the Reds' uh, Hall of Fame announcer, mm-hmm. and then you know, all the contemporary the guys I'm with. The, you know, the contemporary guys friendly with those guys. I mean, I love crook and Kype with the Giants. And, yeah. Ethan Hernandez and Ron Darling and Gary Cohen with the Mets and, and there's a lot of a lot of good broadcasters out there and it's a it's a pleasure to you know to be around them you know. and that's one of the things one of many things that was missed with the you know what the pandemic did it cut down to travel and yep. usually get a chance to sit down and break bread before a game or at the very least by the batting cage you know just say hello I mean you used to see Jim Palmer twice a year didn't see him this year um, you know it's it's I just, I hope and pray that, you know, they can get the vaccine. We can get back to normal. We can start having, we can start traveling again. Yeah. Because that, that uh, traveling and being with the club and being able to interact with the guys, I mean, that's the the, the meat on the bone of broadcasting. Yep. Uh, because you get, the, you, you form those relationships. You get those stories. You get all those great anecdotes. And you, and, and you can tell stories on the air and wrap it around the, the, you know, low ball two. And, you know, oh, he fouls one off the right field. And, you know, that kind of stuff. So, that, that is a. I I'm, I'm proud to say that we got through this season mm-hmm. without it but I if if I can help it I I I I can do it again next year but I wouldn't want yeah. to do it again a third year I can
0: you that No I I I'm, I'm over the whole I mean COVID with baseball it's it's just it's it's a little different Yeah to say, it, to say survive it,
1: you know there I'm 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 proud to be a member of Major League Baseball that and proud of the Cardinals, proud of the Marlins that they overcame mm-hmm. their their humongous adversity. Yeah. And both teams making a playoffs so and Marlins still alive. Yeah. That's that's huge. And and that that's great for the game. And you know, let's hopefully this is gonna work out. And you know, they're in what? California and Texas for the playoffs. And yep, I think that's a smart move. And and hopefully everything and you know, and the people who say, you know, it won't be the same championship. Tell you what. I think it puts a greater value on these guys to have persevered through being basically locked down and not yep. be able to do anything. It puts even a greater value on uh, any, any championships that are won this year. In, in all this. I
0: Oh yeah. I mean, like, so like from my opinion, like I, I like the, I like the new format that they have for the playoffs.
1: I don't know if I want to go 16, but I would How many we usually have? We have three, uh, we have three, and then the three, three, two wildcards, five. Six. So that's ten. Yeah, so I yeah. think if they go to 12, a Twelve. team, 12, goes,
0: yep. I 12 can. Twelve teams 16 a little
1: much. Six, sixteen at a at a thirty. That's you know, come
0: on. Uh yeah, it's it's, I mean, like for like the downside of it. So my grandma's side of family, so they grew up in Chicago. So big Cubs fans. So I was a Cubs fan all growing up. I mean, I still am, but I have my American League team, Mariners. So, but like. This year, when uh, the Cubs had the three-game series against the Marlins, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
0: and we all know what happened. So, it's really awesome to see a young group of guys make it to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, that, That's one of the things we love about baseball. I mean, so many things you just never know.
0: Like, you really can't predict baseball. Oh, you know, I get
1: people write me, oh, "Who do you like in the playoffs?" I said, "What difference is it gonna make? I'm gonna forget it in two days anyway." So yeah. <laughs> I just want to sit back and enjoy it. I mean, I you know, picking and rooting two different things. You know, I yep. root for the Yankees. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know Gooney well, but I know him. You know, fairly well. Mm-hmm. And and you know, being a New York guy, yeah, you know, I, that that means a lot. Although I have tremendous respect for what Tampa Bay has done. Yep. With their oh, yeah. organization, man, it's unbelievable how they continue to produce these tremendous pitchers, and uh, you know they get they have just enough offense. Yep. And they, they generally catch the ball. So, and the Miami team, you know, good for Jeter and those guys. They have all that young pitching that has really come to the fore this year, and hopefully the Mariners can have the same kind of thing next year.
0: Well, like I was saying earlier, uh, so I lived in South Florida in 2018, and I actually bought season tickets, like for the Marlins just so I can see I guess that young team like play. And and there was a lot of fans that I mean they did not like what Jeter did like with getting rid of like all the players and then like getting back. Uh, it's, it's, boy. Woo exactly. So it's it's a uh, and it was really awesome to see like uh, them plug people in and Yeah. Well I mean like the Mariners, I mean, they are kind of doing the same thing like get well all yeah you're
1: hoping that you know they're hoping you know dirty at one point said he thought 22 would be the year he's hoping maybe even 21 mm-hmm. would be the year we'll see i mean kelnick's not going to come up to, uh, they're not going to probably bring him up till mid-may mid to late mm-hmm. May. julio i don't know you know you get gilbert and kirby and those guys you know and i'm i gotta believe that there'll be some you know, some free agents available. Yep. I'm, I'm sure Jerry will make it, try to make a deal or two. He's got to rebuild the bullpen. So we'll see. Um, but you know, I, I will tell you 27 wins was seven wins greater than I thought they were going to win. So I, I, I look at the season as, as a success.
0: Yes. I mean, as long as they do better than what they're projected.
1: Yeah. I mean, if nobody, Hey, no. that's a,
0: Oh yeah, no, it's, it's a, no, it's for, you know for us to be noticed
1: nationally, the Mariners have to just they have to con- consistently win like they did. You know, I hate to keep harking back, but you know, to the '90s, you know, the '90, 90, '95, the 2000, 2001, uh, they got to get back to that part because at that, that point, because it's almost you know, it's an afterthought. Uh, oh yeah, oh Seattle has a team, you know, <laughs> and then and then with Griffey retired and row retired. I mean, we need a couple of marquee, you know, a couple of guys to become marquee players nationwide, not just up in the Pacific Northwest to get, to get, uh, you know, a little bit more recognition and more acclaim and, you know, for more people to, to take notice of what what's going on up here.
0: Well, the Mariners do have a few guys who have those opportunities to make Seattle a name right
1: now. Yeah. Well, yeah, well now, you know, the promise is there now they have to deliver. Yep. And, and with pressure and with expect, yeah I wouldn't say maybe so much pressure, but expectations are going to be such that, dude, you got to pick it up and, you know, you got to go from there. So we'll see what happens.
0: Well, Dave, let's wrap it up a little bit. So let's say that a young kid uh, came up to you and he wants to be, get into the sports media industry. What would you tell him? Well, I, would, I, would you know, I
1: I I do this a lot, and I, I always tell kids if they're in high school or college, I said get involved with the theater department. Um, maybe even if you're you're just a grip and, and moving scenery and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. learn how to work in a team framework. Uh, read a lot, English history. Uh, you know, get familiar with the classics, and then you know, in this day and age, you've got you know you got this thing here yeah oh yeah video and audio you could practice like never before i we didn't have the opportunities uh to practice like what's available now so get used to the sound of your voice get used to how you look and how you that is on on camera Uh, and the competition is freaking brutal i mean everybody and their brother and then the other thing too uh i mean (laughs) we were talking about getting to know producers executive producers and everything you know now that you know women are are very much in the game um, yep. that that that's a whole nother you know level of competition and and a lot of these girls want to be you know like melanie newman's doing some doing some play by play not a lot but doing some play by play in Baltimore mm-hmm. and, um, she's worked her way up through the minor leagues and whatnot so that's what you're looking at you gotta you you just gotta compete and be ready and you know if you're young enough and and you're not married or anything you're not beholden to wife and kids and gotta be ready to move a couple, three times, probably before you're 30, before you get settled in. And, uh, but the, the, the main thing is, you know, be conscientious, you know, and, and you know, like in every walk of life, the golden rule is always in play.
0: Yep. Well, nailed that one. Thank you so much. You bet. It's been awesome. Oh, and then I got to get a picture with you too, by the way. Yeah, Sent. <laughs> Since we can't get one in person, I'll get one with you right now. <laughs> there All you right. go. You got it? Yo, yeah. All right, man. All right, be All good. Take care of yourself. Care. Thank you. You too. Let's Stay take safe. You. Take care. You too. Huge thank you to Dave Sims. It was an absolute honor and privilege to talk to this guy. He has been through baseball, football, basketball, you name it, in the sports broadcasting industry. He is one of my idols, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity. And as we were talking about it during this interview of how that they have very special players on the Mariners right now and their young talent, well, two of their players just won gold gloves, Evan White and J.P. Crawford. So the Mariners are a team to watch in the AL West. I will firmly say that. Always... Always a huge thank you to Routine Baseball for many of the apparel I wear throughout the episodes. Routine Baseball has got me covered. They started out of a basement producing tees, and now they're shipping apparel and accessories across the globe. So that's it for this one. So far, to date, this is one of my favorite episodes. Thank you, share, retweet, however you're listening to this. I just want to say thank you to everyone for giving me your time of day to entertain you and to inform. Oh, go Cubs.